0: privilege to stand before you guys once again. Um, if you guys would just bow your heads for one, we're going to um, go for a word of prayer, and then we're going to get into our word for today. Mm-hmm. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we we'll come before you in the name of your Son, Jesus, just asking you, Lord, to be what this Lord is time going to have in your word. Ask, Lord, that you would speak through me, and that you would um, help us all to see what you have to see in your word today. And I pray, Lord, that um, as I, as I preach that you would lead me by your spirit, and that you would fill me, and that you would help me to, um, even to understand your word even better even through this time. In Jesus' name, I pray all these things. Amen. 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 Um, this morning I want us to um turn our attention to Romans chapter five. Romans chapter five, and we're going to be looking at um primarily the third through the fifth verse. Now I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible as well. That's Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. And we're going to be looking at it from the Christian Standard Bible. And we also we'll be uh, referencing some other selected scriptures as well. Um, but you don't want to turn to those Bible, we'll be, I will be referencing them throughout our time together as well. Therefore, I'm, I'm going to read from verses 1 to 2 for the context reasons. Therefore, since we have been declared righteous by faith... We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have also obtained access through him by faith into his grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we rejoice in our afflictions. Because we know that afflictions produce endurance. Endurance produces proven character. And proven character produces hope. This hope does not disappoint us. Because God's love has been poured out to us. In our in our hearts, through the Holy Spirit who was given to us, mm-hmm. this morning I want to talk simply about rejoicing in afflictions. Rejoicing in afflictions. Mm-hmm. The purpose of our message today is for you will not to see that that you can rejoice in the afflictions that you are currently in. So, whatever circumstance you find yourself in, you can rejoice in. With, mm-hmm. You can rejoice in whatever circumstances you find yourself mm-hmm. in. First, I want us to look at. Our afflictions produces proven, proven character and endurance. Um, in Romans chapter five, what we what we are r- recognizing here is the um, continuation of an argument Paul is making for the first four chapters. In the first chapter, Paul, uh, in the first and second chapter, Paul gives us what's called the just combination of the world, which is that no mouth can say that they, that they don't know what God has said or that God exists because we all know. And then Romans three through four give us the um Romans three tells us that we're all sinners and that we need a, that we have need for Christ mm-hmm. and then Romans chapter four um, tells us that salvation has always been by faith and he uses um a popular figure by the name of Abraham and Abraham tells he tells um, us through, through Abraham that salvation has always been by faith and faith alone and right now in Romans chapter five. Um, He is getting he's getting ready to present another argument that, um, basically, that because we have faith, how do we live in the light of what we have we have learned from Romans four Romans one to four, and what he does here is that he says that because we have faith, we have peace with God, and that we can now rejoice in whatever we're going through. So Paul, in the opening statements of our of our first few verses here, he he says that our afflictions produces endurance and proven character. Now, endurance is defined by the ability to persevere in the task or calling. The Christian is called to endure in the face of trial or opposition, and his endurance brings, his or her endurance rather, brings spiritual rewards. And character is defined here by the moral and mental features that, that define a person, whether good or evil. The term also means moral strength, which scripture regards as something highly valued. So when we talk about endurance today, endurance is listed here as one of the virtues that, that is produced within us as we are going through our various afflictions. So when we go through things that are bad, things, um, the things that we are going through, they actually produce things in us. So wherever we're going through, wherever the trials are that we are facing, we all are we all are going through trials, and and because of that, we can know that we we can rejoice in them because we are being something that's being produced in us, namely endurance and proven character. Mm-hmm. So when we go through trials in our lives, we must understand that trials are ultimately for our personal and spiritual development, and so that we can also help others when they go through similar trials. Look at what James 1 and, look at what James chapter 1 verses two through four says, and, we, and a lot of, and many of us know this scripture. It's considered a great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you go through various trials, experience various trials, brother, because you know that the testing of your faith proves produces endurance and let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete lacking nothing. So what James says here is that when we go through trials in our lives, that this, that just like what Paul is saying, that it produces something in us. That we should have joy when we go through these things. Even though it may not look as if it's a joyful situation, we should be able to rejoice in, in the midst of the bad situations that we find ourselves in. So when we go through trials, trials are meant to, as the text tells us, to... Um, help us in our maturity as Christians, and to show other believers how to per- persevere in their own Christian walk. So our trials should produce the on the fruit, um, the, pr- the fruits rather of the Holy Spirit, which are as follows: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, which are all found in Galatians chapter five, twenty-two to twenty-three. And though and, and those fruits of the Spirit. Um we can be able to see those things produced within us when, when we're going through these trials, and that we can see that even more and more of these that these particular fruits are all going to be birthed within us and then secondly, I want us to see that our, our our afflictions produces hope our afflictions produces hope. um Paul continues his argument by saying that our our afflictions produces hope. And hope here is the find um, According to the Dictionary of Bible Themes Hope means more than a vague wish that something, that, that something will happen It is a sure and confident Expectation in God's Future faithfulness and presence The horizon of Christian hope Extends far beyond death Into eternity prepared by God himself the reality of which Is guaranteed by Jesus Christ Now what on the dictionary, what I was saying here that is that basically, the greatest hope that we have, um, beyond this life is that we that that if you have trusted in Jesus Christ, that you are going to heaven when you die, and it's based off of this one particular fact that Jesus Christ died for sinners. Amen. Do, do, do you see that? Jesus Christ died for sinners. So when we when we trust in that, we are we we enter into heaven because of that one specific fact. So this hope Paul says does not disappoint us, and Paul says that and Paul says this and he and and, and Paul would know this because he's been in prison, he's been shipwrecked, and all these different things he would know that 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 everything that that we're going through has a, has some form of a purpose, so hope gives us the confidence that God will t- that God will take that God will take us through. And help us wherever wherever we are in life. Look at what Psalm chapter one chapter one Psalm, nine, Psalm one nineteen and verse number one hundred and sixteen says Sustain me as you promised, and I will live. Do not let me be ashamed of my hope. The hope that God that God gives us gives us the assurance that things will get better even if it seems as if things will not. Paul, once again, I want to emphasize that Paul says that this hope will not disappoint us. And that and it's because of God's love through the Holy Spirit which is put out the, to us. So, we have hope because of what Jesus has done for us through the Holy Spirit. And that we can say, wow, I can go through this and, and, I, and I can have joy in the midst of all of this because, because of what Jesus has done for me. All right. So, just like how when we go through various trials in our lives, we can experience, we can experience various trials, and we can also have a different perspective on it than what the world does, because because the hope of the Christian is that we know that trouble won't last always. That's right. We understand right. that, like even in the midst of our trials, that we that we know that we that ultimately those trials will lead us to something greater. So, um, the unbeliever they don't really get that like. Like when when they when they go through a trial, sometimes, sometimes it, it can bring it can bring them on um, even down and, they, and and it can um really discourage them. But with us, we have a greater hope than those of the unbelieving than those who do not trust in Christ. We those who trust in Christ, we have a greater hope, Amen. a much greater hope than Amen. all of those things. Amen. So, having hope in the midst of bad circumstances is given to us by God through the Holy Spirit. And it's, and, and it's the Holy Spirit that, um, as we see in our text, that pours out God's love for us, so we can have hope and rejoice in affliction because of God, because of God's love towards, uh, God's love and grace rather toward us. Now I want to give you some examples of rejoicing in affliction. As I mentioned previously, Paul, Paul knew about what it meant to rejoice in afflictions so much that he even said in Philippians four and four, rejoice. In the Lord always, and again, I and and I will say it again: rejoice. And this was during the time when Paul was in prison. Mm-hmm. This is one of his many prison epistles, and he was and, and from from what I could see in my research, those prisons were not the easiest places to be in. But in the midst of all of that, Paul found a way to rejoice. So we can find a way to rejoice too, even in the bad circumstances of our lives. So Paul knew that all the things. That happened to him for being in prison, and shipwrecked, and even being martyred. He he was he ended up being martyred for his beliefs. We ended up we we see that throughout throughout um church history that Paul was martyred. He was beheaded because of, because of the fact that he was preaching the gospel and all those different things. So Paul and, and, and even there he was like I fought the good fight. I finished the race, and, he, and like so he had a hopeful disposition even in the midst of being about to be martyred. Sometimes I'm very surprised by the way Paul was even hopeful, even in the midst of that. I'm like, wow! So Paul was really hopeful during that time. Wow, like, so that lets me know that we can go through we can go through our trials and have a very very um hopeful look at what what, what we're going through. Amen. So Paul knew that even in the midst of all those things that. The greater reason for his affliction is for the glory and honor of God. Okay, second person, Job. Job was one of the most faithful men to God. And yet he was chosen by God to suffer. And the, the devil afflicted him and all those things. But in, even in that, he was even able to say um, in Job 1 and 21 that, Naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I will leave this life. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And even through all of that, even, even through him losing his kids, his 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 wife um, saying, You ought to just curse God and die, sir. Um his friends will tell him, hey, you know, you you're in this cause you sinned. And even and, and even in the midst of all of that. God took care of him, and 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 we look at and we look later on in the story at the end of the story. Actually, Job is actually restored of everything that he that he loses. So, Job's perspective, even the way that we look at Job's perspective, we should be able to rejoice in our affliction because of what because of what we see through Job, and maybe Job and Paul may not work for you, but Jesus, I know Jesus probably will. So, he, so Jesus. The Savior of the world, He knew what it was to rejoice in affliction, and, he, and His very affliction bought the salvation of our of our, of our souls, and a countless multitude of souls, rather. And the Book of Hebrews, chapter twelve, says this concerning Him: Looking unto Jesus, the Author and Finisher of our faith, for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So. What, um, the Book of Hebrews is communicating is that Jesus had joy even in the midst of being sacrificed for our sin. All right. So, when so when we so so we can go if if Jesus can suffer for from the sixth hour to the ninth hour on the cross and have joy even even in the midst of being for even being for for that for that time seeming like he was forsaken by his father and saying, Father. Um, Father, forgive them for for no matter what they do. Um, feel like he was deserted, and even in the midst of all of that, Jesus had joy. We can rejoice in what we are going through because of what Jesus has done for us. Amen. And because Jesus had Jesus had joy in in doing that, that because he he knew that you and I would be saved, he knew that many others would be saved as well. Because because of the fact that what he was going through was for even a greater purpose. Yeah. And it wasn't just for us. It was also to glorify God as well. So he was doing that to 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 show us all that we can rejoice in what we're going through. Amen. So what I want to just um, say in closing is that we all have a reason to rejoice. Amen. Even in the midst of what we're going through. A lot of us um, sometimes can look at even in this year in 2020, we can say we can say that well, you know, this has been a crazy year because of the coronavirus, and we haven't been able to do as much as we have wanted. Right. But we can, well, we can rejoice even in this time. Um, so I just want to just encourage us in the words of um, in the words of Galatians six: Do not be weary in doing what is good. Um, so do not be weary in doing what is good. But if we hold on, we will reap. The, we will reap the. We will reap the promise that that's been promised to us. If we faint not, mm-hmm. so be not dismayed. Whatever betides you, God will take care of you. Thank you guys for your time. Every yeah, prayer